Spider-Man, Spider-Man, gladly takes it in the can. She's a real skank-ass whore. Swallows load, comes back for more. Look out, it's not <laughs> webbing on her hand. <laughs> Everybody pile on into Mackie's Clubhouse. I'm Kevin. <laughs> I'm Larry. And here we are, we're talking about another episode of The Shield today. Season 7, Episode 7, Bitches Brew. Biatch, now did you write that Spidey song? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> how, how does that go? Takes the loads and comes back for more? Yeah. Or swallows loads and comes back for more. Yep. All right. We're gonna right. You're going to have to sing that at the end of the show again. <laughs> One more time. You just have to download it later on. Yeah. Write, write, write it down. Write, it, write down a reminder because I'll forget. So you have to sing it before we leave. <laughs> All right. Um, I should have wrote, wrote a second verse for uh, for the end. That's all right. No, <laughs> less is more. Uh, let's see. Original air date October fourteenth, two thousand eight. Directed by Stephen K. This is his uh, sixth of six episodes that he has directed throughout the Shield. Nice. I think this is the guy that directed Get Carter. We we've brought him up before. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember because he's the only director that has only a initial for a last name. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I feel uh, like it. <laughs> At least that's directed the show. Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Um. You ever see Get Carter? You know what? I never did. I never did either, and I love Stallone, so that's not. <laughs> you know, I was like, eh. Even still, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen Rhinestone forty times, but Get Carter, no. And they call me Drakenstein. <laughs> All right. So who wrote this bitch? Uh, this was written by Charles H. Egley, oh, who's an old timer, and a new person, Elizabeth A. Hansen. Oh. Yeah. Did you look her up? I did not. Um, let's, let's look her up. All right. All right. Uh... My internet does not want to I don't know. There's only 700 Elizabeth Hansons. <laughs> All that comes up. There's an oh, IMDb. We'll never know. Uh, she's known for The Shield, Additional Crew. She wrote one episode of The Shield, and then she was Additional Crew, uh, parentheses, assistant, for 34 episodes. Oh, wow. wow. She was uh, the assistant to Sean Ryan. So it must have oh. been, you know, his assistant. Yeah, it seems like that's happened a lot with people on this, especially this season, where it's like they were on the show in some capacity, but now in the last season, they're kind of looking for writers, so they, they bump them up to actually being able to write an episode. Well, like I'll were... tell you what, like, this one, it's solid. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have any big problems. I yeah. definitely have some problems, but <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so. But first, before we get into the the meat of this episode, right. uh, I'm drinking a little Sam Adams oh, yeah. cold snap here. Yeah. <laughs> have you tried it yet? I have not tried it. It has okay. not touched my lips yet. So let's let, real quick. We'll just give a real quick history. So. I found this beer, I don't know, two weeks ago. Maybe it was a week ago. I, I was at the beer distributor. I got a six-pack of Col Sam Adams Cold Snap. 
Uh, I didn't know what it was. It just said it's fruity. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I, I, I like to switch it up. Um, so I took, uh, you know, I opened one up. I was already pretty drunk. So I, I got to preface it by saying that. Yeah. So I, I took a big slug off of it and I was like, holy fuck, this tastes like fruity pebbles. And Nick, the wife says, nah, and I was like, here, here. And so she takes a slug and she's like, holy fuck, it does taste like fruity pebbles. <laughs> now, I have since had, I, I don't know. I was really drunk that night. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh-oh. But it does have. It's coloring a, your palate, huh? It's a fruity beer with a creamy style ale. So it does taste like fruity pebbles in milk. But, you know, hmm. the thing is, too, is you don't like beer. And no, since, that's yeah, that's what I was going to say is I'm not a fan of beer at all. <laughs> so I'm hoping for a lot of Fruity Pebbles taste yes. and next to no beer taste. <laughs> because to me, I told you when I was like, dude, you should try this. It tastes like Fruity Pebbles. And you're like, what? I don't taste any beer in this beer. It really <laughs> does taste like fruit and kind of milk. Okay. So, let, let, all right. So take I'm hoping that's accurate, water. and you're just not, you know, immune to beer at this point, where you're just like, ah, I don't even recognize it anymore. But we're about to find out what, uh, what, I, what this, how this goes down. Um, Here we go. I, I'm excited. You don't drink either. You're not a big drinker. I can drink, but not beer generally. Hmm. It does kind of taste like beer. Really. I'm not even getting much fruity pebbles out of this. Wow, it's got to be the coronavirus. Yeah, that's possible. Because it is Maybe. very fruity. As far as huh. beer, it is very fruity tasting. Uh, I mean, I would definitely say it's probably fruitier than normal beer, but I'm not tasting the fruity pebbles or milk aspect Yikes. of it. Huh? That's Maybe, yeah. Maybe my palate is just still jacked up. It has to be, because it definitely is fruity as fuck, man. And it doesn't, like, as far as, like, beer, when I say beer, I mean, there's no none of that Coors Light kind of taste to that thing. It mm-hmm. tastes like a creamy, fruity sort of just pale ale. It it's definitely, not- when you when I put it up to my mouth, I can smell the beer. So I think that's where a lot of that beer is coming from. Yes. You're right, it doesn't, it doesn't taste super as beery as a lot of beer is. <laughs> <laughs> I am no good at recommending things for you. I've noticed anytime <laughs> I've ever recommended anything to you, you've hated it. I don't hate this. This is more tolerable than pretty much any beer I've ever had, I would say. Well, I'll be honest with you too. Here here here's a little here's a little tip. Uh professional tip from me to you. Uh, <laughs> get that first one down real quick and the rest of them will all be the greatest fucking night of your life. <laughs> I'm telling you, you get that first one down, and you get a little bit of that buzz going real quick because mm-hmm. you, you're not a drinker either, so you're gonna buzz quick, I would imagine. Um, and then the rest of them, you, you're gonna love the rest of the night. <laughs> the world is my oyster, then. Because I'll be honest with you, like I, I'm not sober right now so much either. Like I'm on, <laughs> I'm on beer like four or five, I think. Nice. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not drunk, but I'm not sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're in the happy in-between zone. Yeah, by the time we float. get done recording today, I'm probably going to be trashed. <laughs> that to look forward to, everyone. That's a good day. It is, yeah. I need it. You got to get away from, like, you know, life. 
you gotta escape life when you get home from life, Jenks. Yeah. <laughs> you just drink it away till you pass out and you order, you know, food that's gonna give you a heart attack in a couple months. <laughs> I'm most of the way there, yeah. I just gotta add that that regular drinking part. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. one part I'm missing. Or at least go get a go get a fucking you got medical marijuana in Illinois or is that still banned there? Uh, ah. I'm pretty sure it is. Or at least it's on the way. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's actually legal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we get into the shield, did you see a trailer for something called like, uh, I don't know, Shang Chai or Chai? Oh Shang- yeah. Shang Chi. Yes. Is that just, uh, is that just Iron Fist? Like if they put Asian people in it? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like Shang Chi was a character that they invented in the seventies Basically because, you know, Bruce Lee was popular, so they're like, how can we rip this off and make uh, a Marvel version? All right. And that's basically what he is. Doesn't really have superpowers, just a really good, uh, like, kung fu guy. All right, here, I got a situation going on. I got beer in the freezer, and I hear the buzzer going off, <laughs> but Nick's not here, so I got to <laughs> give me, like, <laughs> five seconds. All right. I'll fill time by singing more Spider-Man songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing an Offspring song. Ooh. Oh, this is my chance to talk about the Offspring. Um, in case you haven't heard, there's a new Offspring CD. It just came out about two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's not their best. Um, it's kind of hurt by the fact that it took them, let's see, nine years to come up with this album. <laughs> and they've been promising it for at least the last six. They put out a single six years ago, and it was supposed to be like, oh, here's the new album coming soon. Never came till now. So it's been in the works so long that the expectations were so high, and uh, it didn't quite live up to it. But uh, uh, it's still a solid a- album, so I do recommend checking it out. But, you know. What's it called? Uh, Let the Bad Times Roll. Mm. It's probably the best song on the album. That was kind of the lead single. Um, that's a good song. Uh, it's just like... For it's it's you know like again it took them nine years. There's twelve songs. Uh, one of them is just uh you know the song that came out six years ago. One of them is like a acoustic kind of orchestral version of Gone Away, which is an old song. There's like an outro track that's basically just the let the bad times roll kind of reprised. So it's like oh it took them all this time to come up with barely any songs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like an EP that they stretched out into an LP. Yeah. Like uh, one of them's just like a one minute version of that In the Halls of the Mountain King song. <laughs> it's like, okay. I don't even know what that means. That's like a, cla- it's one of them classic kind of instrumental songs. Like it. Dun, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. So they basically did a one minute version of that that kind of gets faster as it goes along, which is cool, but it's like, all right, again, you're just eating into the time here. We're not putting a lot of songs. What's the name of that song? Uh, in the Halls of the Mountain King. In the Halls of the Mountain King. What in the Hall of fucking King? Ken Jennings. <laughs> well, I mean, they put it on the CD as that, so. Well, you can read. Really wouldn't you know that it. much. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm learning. The offspring's teaching me things, as always. Is Dexter fat now? Uh, he's gotten a little bit pudgier, but not too bad. He's a, that guy is fucking interesting as hell. <laughs> Why is that? He's got like a, I think he's got a PhD now in like molecular biology. 
Um, he was doing like research papers on like how to cure AIDS and shit like that, like using mRNA to cure AIDS and stuff like that. Oh man, they don't <laughs> want that, man. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no money in the cure. <laughs> Goddamn right, Chris Rock. There ain't no money in the cure. And he also has his own like hot sauce company, and he flies jets. Like he bought a decommissioned Soviet MiG. <laughs> Holy hell! Yeah. Well, that's a good life he's living. It really is. He's all over the place, so I can see why he's not making music as much anymore because he's been busy getting his doctorate and shit. But what about the hot sauce? Any good? Yeah, pretty good. I like it. What do you like? Um, there's three yeah. different versions. They're all pretty damn solid. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, the green one's probably my least favorite, but even that one's fine. It's not, not bad. You like spicy food, I guess, huh? I do not. I can't eat it. Yeah, I like me some spicy stuff. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't eat it. <laughs> it would be... That would hurt. Yeah, see, it does, I, I hate spicy food. That, that, that feeling on the tongue, I can't fucking stand it. When I had the COVIDs, like, that was one of the only things I could kind of feel the tingle. I couldn't taste shit. Like, I didn't feel like it was hot, but I could kind of feel a little bit of the tingle. I'm like, oh, thank God. Something. Oh, dude. <laughs> you should have been eating ghost peppers for money, man. Yeah, I know. God. I was like, this is the time I should. Like, if I wasn't sick at the same time, I would just be down in, like, bourbon and shit. Like, the grossest, you know, oh, yeah. alcohol that, like, I wouldn't shit. be able to taste it. Yep. Oh, fucking gin. <laughs> you ever had gin? Yeah, all the Ugh. time. I don't mind gin. It tastes like pine trees. <laughs> a little bit. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like those cabby air fresheners that hang on the mirror? Like, if you ever turn that into a liquid, that's gin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You mix it with some soda and, like, a lime. It's it's not bad. Yeah. You just change the gin to vodka and we're in business. <laughs> yeah. So, that's true. I would take vodka over gin. Oh, sure. hell yeah. Fuck bourbon, too. Bourbon's nasty. Bourbon <laughs> or gin? Uh, probably gin. Oof. Yikes. Oh, man. Although I guess bourbon, you just kind of, I don't know, you just probably down it, just do a shot of it or something, which is fine. But, like, if you're going to sip bourbon or something, no. Like, that would be death. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. I don't like, I hate bourbon. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. Does not go down smooth. This is our S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast where we talk about <laughs> drinks and beer and alcohol. How All the important, you, relevant things. How are you? How far are you into the uh, cold snap? Uh, I'd say I'm about a third of the way. Oh, no, no, no. you got to pick it up a little bit, buddy. <laughs> Just that first one. Get it down, dude. This That's isn't all I'm saying. Jank versus beer? Well, it's not jank versus beer. I'm telling you, just get the first one down and you're, you're home free, buddy. <laughs> um we also, all right well, we also got to point out basically that we are at the halfway point of the final season yeah yeah as of the halfway point of this episode we'll be halfway right. there yes so halfway <laughs> through we are halfway through yeah it's, it's it's coming to an end jank it's coming to an end i know we're really getting into the the parts where stuff is really going to happen quickly here yeah um, we'll find out next episode Some stuff's starting to happen that they can't walk back. (laughs) So, it starts off, Shane's getting ready for work and shit. Yep. 
He's kind of starting his day. Yeah. Riveting stuff. Vic goes to Danny's house, and he's like, oh, hey, me and you should figure out Lee. We got to figure out Lee things. And she's like, because he doesn't still, he still doesn't want to sign the paperwork, you know, giving up his paternity rights. And he's like, well, I'm going to hit you with my paperwork if you don't come to an agreement with me. And I'm going to sue for the DNA test and try to get paternity and shit like that. Try to get co, you know, uh, what is that called? Custody. Yeah. So, yeah, co custody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, custody, Jake. Yes. Custody. Um, yeah, he said, like, I got court order. You got till tomorrow to, like, figure it out, or you're going to get served, basically. But it's all Lee things, and I don't give a fuck about fucking Lee at all. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes about Lee. So much fucking Lee. So much Vic, like, hey, yeah, you got a second? Like, god damn, how many times are we going to do this in one episode? Yeah. <laughs> yes, god damn. Fuck Lee in the ear. <laughs> uh, so Vic and Acevedo, they turn the box in, the uh, the blackmail box. They turn yeah. it into, like, I guess the Department of Justice. Is that who that is? Or is that uh, that's ICE. ICE. Yeah, I guess ICE. that's ICE. What does that stand for? Uh, I don't know. Immigration, probably, something. Or international. I have Nick on my <laughs> cell phone as ICE, by the way. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, I guess I, I heard somebody tell me, like, maybe he was a paramedic saying one time, like, you should always put somebody in your phone as ICE because, like, if you're ever in a car wreck and you can't talk, like, the paramedic's going to look through your phone to figure out who to call. So ICE is in case of an emergency. Like, they know that, so they, they would know who to call and say, you know, Kevin Jang's been in a wreck and he's not conscious and you need to get down here. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so what if, like, you're actually friends with Vanilla Ice, though? Well, hey, Ice, Ice. <laughs> and then you put baby in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all. Yeah, that works every time. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. So they turn it in the box, and that detective that we were wondering about last week, he finally shows up again. <laughs> um, he was there. He's all pissed off that they're ruining his case yeah, by taking it to the yeah. feds. <laughs> He turns out to be crucial pretty soon. Yeah, he's pissed off at Vic now because of this. Even though this wasn't even what Vic wanted to do, Asveda just was like, I'm turning in the box. You can either come with or not. Yeah. But then, like, they start questioning, like, uh, oh, by the way, Vic, why were you meeting with Armando Rios? And he's like, yeah, uh, got pictures well. of it. And then, and then old fucking uh, Asveda jumps in and, like, kind of gives him an alibi and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't That's know. That's surprising. Maybe. They have such a fucking up and down relationship, those two. Yeah, as we're gonna see even more <laughs> in, the, in this episode. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so they leave or whatever, and Aceveda tells Vic like he took the the Fed lady Olivia. He took her file out of the box. Yeah. Because he's gonna you know leverage that for something down the road, you know, because Aceveda's slimy. Yep, sure is. You can't. You can't. Blame him, though. You know, everybody's out for themselves on this show. <laughs> yeah, for, him more so than anyone. Except for poor Lee. Everybody's got to fight for Lee. <laughs> Fucking Lee. So, Ronnie and Vic talk, and Ronnie wants to, like, you know, he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> we got to kill Shane. Yeah, we started something. We got to finish it now. 
Yeah, and Vic's like, I don't know, man. He's like, no, 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 we got to kill Shane. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's it's kind of my fault that Shane has become the way he's become, which, I mean, yeah, it is pretty much. But uh, Ryan's just like, we got to put him down. And he's like, oh, you know, my daughter's kind of going down the wrong path, too. You want me to just put her down, too? You want to put down Lee? He's already on the wrong track. (laughs) That was such a weird, that was such a weird fucking thing to say. My daughter's already a whore at 14 and pimping. And, like, why would you say that? Like, does Ronnie know about that? Was that your way of telling Ronnie, hey, this is what's going on at home and why I'm kind of grouchy? Or or was Vic, like, kind of, like, putting it out there? Like, hey, Ronnie, if you need some, my daughter, you know, I don't know. She's (laughs) giving it up. You like X? I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird thing. I think he's just trying to make a point that they don't want to. He doesn't want to give up on Shane, but Ronnie's like, "Fucking, let's give up on Shane." He's, oh, he's was, we need to kill him right now. Just, hey, my kid's a whore. It's just a weird way to go. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, Claudette then comes in and she's like, "Oh, hey, Vic, uh, your hearing's in an hour." Yeah. He's like, "No, no, no. I got two weeks," and she goes, "No, no. You got like sixty minutes, buddy." Yeah, it got moved up for some mysterious reason. Your PBA rep's already down there. He'll be waiting for you and shit. Have fun! Yep. And then they skip right over the meeting, and we see Vic coming out. And he's just like, yeah, I got terminated. No pension. (laughs) Yes. I'm out in 10 days. Okay. We need to discuss this. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't understand the... Okay, so... You just told a guy, hey, you're fired, and not only are you fired, we're not giving you your pension that you've been paying into all these years. Yeah. But we're still going to let you work for 10 days. (laughs) Does that make sense to you at all? No, no. That seems like you're asking for trouble. Because usually if someone fires you, they escort you out of the building and shit like that. (laughs) That's just when you work in an office. Take your 10 days and shove them in your cunt. Yeah. Not, you know, I'm not sticking around for 10 days. It's such an arbitrary number, too. It's like, what does the 10 days have to do with it? Maybe two work weeks to, like, close anything up. But, like, do you trust him at that point to close yeah. it You're firing him, basically, because he's so untrustworthy and right. corrupt that you can't have him around. But oh, let's give him two more weeks. I didn't understand that at all. He had his best behavior the last two weeks when he has nothing on the line. Yes. It's weird. I don't know. I was just yeah. out of this. And then it gets um, even weirder because this guy comes out and he's actually trying to help him. He's like, hey, you know, if you, it's not totally over yet. If your captain, like, writes you a nice letter, maybe we could get this overturned. And he's just like, you got a hot wife? Well, would you like it if I fucked the shit out of her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, this guy's trying to be nice to you and give you a lifeline here. Just well, he's making a point. Oh, yeah, I get that, but still. Yeah. It's, it's just it's like, yeah, oh, that that reaction you just gave me is about as much, you know, kind of help I can expect from my captain. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we get the theme song, Jank. Eight minutes, 53 seconds. Mm. You also had a new discovery. During this song that I did not know. Okay, so as we've established, I watched this show, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, and I'm watching it again. So this is the second time through. When the theme song starts, um, as I've mentioned on this show before, I always have the closed captioning on when I watch on the computer for some reason. And I don't know. It's just it was the default thing on Hulu and I just never turned it off. 
Did you know there's words to that? Because I always thought it was just dot, da dot, da da. <laughs> I just thought it was somebody just like making noise. Did you yeah. know there's words that they're saying there? That in that part? No. Yes. I know if you find the like the full version of the song, there's words, but that, I didn't know that that part was actually words. Yeah. Um. They say just another day. What? I didn't know this. According to the closed captioning. That's what it says. I just always thought it was... Yeah, I mean, they heavily filtered it or put some effects on it or something because you yeah. can't make that out at all. No, not even a little bit. But according to their closed captioning, I was like, what? I, wow. I so, I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? All right, so Shay meets with Vic at some kind of crime scene. And is this the one with the horror... Oh, yeah, yeah, they got called some dead hooker, and then the other hooker said she knew Vic, so they called in the strike team. You know, he's like, why are we here? Like, this, this ain't our problem. And turns out that the hooker, who, you know, is still alive, and her friend is dead, is Farah from season three. That one who was kind of trying to play up on Vic's sympathies for hookers and the whole Connie thing. Yeah. He screwed him over. Mm-hmm. And spoiler so, alert, she's going to screw him over again. <laughs> yeah, she's happy to do it. Yep. Yeah. She's looking rough, too. Oh, terrible, yeah. <laughs> Real bad. Yeah. She tells him, like, her pimp Bombay did this. Mm-hmm. I think Bombay's a type of gin. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Yeah. It all comes full circle. Um... The Fed lady's mad at Vic about the fucking box, but he's like, oh, Austin Veda has your file. And she's like, oh, I just went from, like, one jackass to another jackass. Yeah, one blackmailer to the next. So they're going to – they concoct this plan where they're going to, like, Cruz Pezuela know that the Feds are going to raid his construction site looking for, like, Armando Rios' body. Mm-hmm. Um. Because they want to, like, garner favor with the guy. Like, they want to make it seem like, hey, we're still with you, buddy. Yeah, and I think Vic's kind of playing up the fact, like, oh, I have this, you know, high up uh, informant in, in Washington that gave me this tip. Yeah. I don't know if he's trying to convince Pezuela that, you know, Olivia is that the person that tipped him off, or or if that's just, you know, I don't know. Because he said, I, I got a way that we could both curry favor. So that would make me think that this, you know, he's trying to get him, get Pezuela to think that it was Olivia. Yeah. But. See, I didn't pick up on that. I, I just made him. I I got the impression he wanted Pezuela to think, oh, this guy's got connections all over the place. He maybe he can help me. Not necessarily her, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, and Vic's trying to be like, oh yeah, since I got this inside tip, like you should give me a promotion. Pezuela's like, no, here's severance. You're getting fired from this job too. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Our yeah. business is done. You're not going to be a cop anymore, so you're no good to me. See ya. Um, meanwhile, uh, Dutch and Billings are working some kind of breaking and entering case. But apparently the breaking the breaking and entering occurred like oh, a couple of houses down from where Claudette lives. Mm-hmm. So Dutch goes down to check on Claudette because her car is there. It's in the driveway or whatever, but he's banging on the door. Uh, She's not answering. He looks in, and it's like it's a fucking disaster area in there. So he thinks something happened. 
and we find out like Claudette's just a pig. Like <laughs> yeah. her lupus, like she said, she says she's so tired and stuff. Like she she can't clean and shit anymore. She's yeah, like there's dishes piled up everywhere. Yeah, my, like more dishes than any person could possibly have, I would think. <laughs> well, that's probably every night. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she just buys new dishes all the time. Yeah, that's I've always considered doing that to be honest. Aww. rather than washing the dishes. Do you have a dishwasher? No. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's terrible. That's why I yeah. try not to cook is just because I hate the dishes. So I hear you. I mean, before we moved in here, the last place, we we didn't have a dishwasher there either. I hated washing dishes, but, you know, I did it. What are you going to do? <laughs> you wear gloves? I wore gloves. No. No, I wear gloves for sure. Oh. Yeah. Fancy gloves. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> where are we at here? So Danny pleads to Corinne. She goes to Corinne like, oh, you got to like you got to testify on my behalf saying Vic's a douche. Yeah. Basically, Basically like she's like, I, I know you don't like me. Don't do it for me. Just do it, you know, so that your your baby daddy isn't paying money to some other lady as well. Yeah. Taking money that, you know, out of your kid's pockets. And Corinne's like, I don't know. They're, they're, these two are so catty with each other and shit. Yeah. It's terrible. Um. Claudette tells Vic at this point, like, hey, I heard you lost your hearing. If you just leave right now, I will go to the chief and I will get part of your pension back. Yeah. He should have jumped on that right of fucking way. He's like, nah. <laughs> I'm going to play it out. Yeah, I'll see what happens here. Turns out his uh, remaining 10 days turns into, like, what, one and a half before he ends up getting out of here? <laughs> yeah, basically. So... Yeah. Good job, Vic. You could have got part of your pension. Yeah, part of your pension. Yep. Um, so Claudette's like, well, whatever, then start looking for this pimp. He makes meth and shit. So we're, you know, because, you know, this is why, like, Vic's like, why are you bugging us with the fucking Holker case or whatever? But he, he he's a drug dealer and a drug maker type. Yeah. 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 And uh, he wants, again, no part of this. But once again, Claudette's making him do this. Uh, let's see, where are we at here? Corinne's at the station, more Lee bullshit, who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, Vic and Shane go to see Cappuccino? Yeah, Cappuccino. Yeah, oh, Cappuccino. Oh, yeah. Um, they're looking yeah. for Bombay, and he's like... This know. girl, I couldn't understand what the fuck she was saying. <laughs> I saw oh, this, I like, three times, and I don't think I followed any of it. Um, let's see, where are we at? But, uh, she ends up talking about Two Man, and, like, Two Man is some guy that beats up the hookers for Bombay. So, she's like, go find him, and he'll lead you to Bombay, Yeah. So, they're looking for Two Man. Uh, Dutch and Billings are looking into the breaking and enterings near Claudette's house, mm -hmm. and... Lester comes in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking Lester. Now, at first, I, I was like, I know I know this dude from this show, but what the fuck did he do? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, he was fucking Apollo Creed's buddy. That, yep. you know, him and Vic and Apollo Creed were going to go clean out that apartment complex. And yeah, and Vic punched him in the face there. afterwards. <laughs> yep, sure yeah, did. That was that guy. Yeah, because Lester was a real piece of shit. He just likes being a dick pretty much yeah <laughs> they couldn't like take it so you just punch him in the face 
So we find out he started like his own private investigation firm made up of a bunch it's like of a security company. I yeah. Think, mostly. Like, yeah. And he keeps selling it to, you know, all these places that have uh, had recent break ins. So he's making a lot of money on people who have been broken into recently. So they called him in to like come in and help, I guess, profile maybe or whatever. Like, yeah, he's got like a list of probable, you know, suspects, people in the area who've had priors and shit like that. So he's like, oh, like, oh, man, thanks. You're helping us out a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> um, next, we got. Uh... Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, uh, I think so next they... Shane and Vic and Farah are in a car waiting for two man. She's supposed to point him out when he shows up. Yeah. Um, he shows up pretty quick. Yeah, sure does. So Shane, they go running after him, but Shane's kind of lagging behind. He's not really putting his whole ass in. I think he's just hoping that Ronnie or Vic gets shot in the process. Yeah, he's trying to stay out of shit. In this yeah. Game, for sure. So yeah. that two-man guy starts taking off, and another foot chase like a Gary Coleman movie. This time, <laughs> Ronnie gets the big hip-check tackle and starts beating the fuck out of his, you know, he starts pounding the shit out of him. Yeah, he really does. It's not even like this guy took a shot at him or anything. It's just, nope, he just wanted to beat the shit out of him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that guy's like, oh, you broke my jaw and whatever, whatever. Yeah, but he gives up Bombay's new cook spot, so they're going to go check that out. Yeah, so they're up there staking out the place. They bring the hooker with them. Yep. I don't understand. Yeah, her purpose has kind of been served. I guess they just didn't want to go back to the barn, maybe? Well, they say something about you're only here to, like, so you can identify uh, Bombay. But I was like, well, I don't know. You're at a meth house. Maybe you just get everybody in there and then sort it all out later on. Yeah, exactly. Don't bring the hooger with you. But they bring the hooger. <laughs> um, so they're, they're outside, and then dude just comes out shooting like an Uzi or some kind of fucking machine gun. Everybody yeah. hides and shit. And Julian fucking Julian ends up killing the guy. Sure does. Yeah. yeah. Taking off or whatever. And it looks like Julian shot him in the back. Julian doing some stuff this season. And Shane's all fucking freaked out and stuff. I don't know if he's scared or once again, just trying to stay out of it. Yeah, I think mostly he's trying to stay out of it and keep. He, I think he's just keeping an eye out for things because he's hoping at some point he can take a shot at, you know, Vic and Ronnie or they can get killed somehow. But he's looking for any angle. Too is, you know, like he said at the end of the last episode, uh, they're too dumb to even realize that I I know they tried to kill me. Mm -hmm. So in his mind, they don't know that he knows. So he might be thinking he's walking into a fucking ambush every time he's with them too. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. So that he could be scared in addition to, you know, I don't know. He might, you know, might be next. Um, very possible. Oh, Vic serves Danny more fucking Lee, man. <laughs> man. This is your last season. We don't care about Lee. No, we really don't. I mean, it's so bad that most of this episode is about that. Uh, they get in a big argument in front of everybody, so I think if anyone didn't know that Vic was the father, they pretty much do now. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Dutch asks Vic about, hey, I noticed when Lester was in here, you guys made eye contact or whatever, and he's like, oh, no, I don't know that guy. 
You just gotta say like if you if you think he did something bad, he probably did. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good well, line. Yeah. Um, Vic goes to the Fed Lady Boss guy. What's his name? Chaffy or Jaffy or some shit like oh, that. Oh yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, that, that stern kind of ice boss guy. Yeah, you know the typical. It's the so the stereotypical. Fed agent boss guy. It's so Yonsville, but whatever. (laughs) So Vic's like, oh, hey, listen, we could do this. Let's take the blackmail box and let's give it back to Cruz. Yeah, why not? And we'll find out who he's working for. Yeah, and then we can use it to entrap him. Like once we find once he starts blackmailing people, then we can bust him for extortion. Yeah. I'll I'll be on the inside, so I'll tell you everybody he met with and every place he went to and shit like that. Um, and he's like, all right, <laughs> I like it. But uh-huh. then uh, Vic and Olivia talk, and they're like, well, the only way that Pazuelo is going to buy this is if your file goes back in the box. Because <laughs> if he notices that one's missing, then yeah, the the gig is up. Yeah, so they so, they get. They go to Aceveda, they get that file back and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, they're like, I think they tell Aceveda, like, uh, if you don't do this, Pazuelo's going to get busted eventually anyway, and then we're just going to tell him that you were blackmailing Olivia. And Vic's like, I'll back her up on that story. All right, so, oh, that, so next, like, Dutch and Billings have decided that, like, oh, we should interview this Lester guy because it seems like he's the one benefiting from all these breaking and enterings and shit. Yeah, so they bring him in, and the the woman that they were interrogating earlier, she did end up shooting the guy when he was running away. So they check him out. He, like, strips down, and they check him out for bullet holes, and he's got nothing. Uh, so they're like, wait, you got a partner, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, my partner was out of town. Don't worry about it. But they're like, we always still need to talk to him. And, uh, so they go to try to find him, the partner. Right. And then, so, Cappuccino tells Shane that two men killed that girl. You know, the, the Ferris friend, I guess. I, I don't know. If yeah, they're... yeah, she comes to the station Wants to talk to a strike team member. Shane's the only one around, so he's the one who ends up hearing this. I think they still all, the rest of the strike team still thinks that it was, you know, Bombay. But really, it was Two Man. Yeah, it was Two Man that killed the girl. And let's see. So they come back in. Dodge, he's like, oh, hey, by the way, your partner's in the ER in (laughs) Sacramento, or I don't know where the fuck he's at. Yeah. Um... With a bullet wound in the back of his leg, just like the guy who was running away. That's suspicious. Um, so he's like, so what happened? And he's like, I'm not going down for this. So that guy confesses. Lester confesses. Yeah, they don't. They get the other guy, like his partner on the on the actual like burglary, but they get him on trespassing and vandalism. So he's out of business. So he can't, you know, be in the security business anymore. So yeah. at least that's something. So the meth girl says that someone tipped Bombay. That's why he started coming out and shooting with an Uzi and shit. But we find out uh, it was her that tipped him. Yeah, it was Farah. That hooker again. 
She yeah, she called them from the car, I guess, so so that hoping that he would get killed by the strike team. Yes, death by cop. Yep. And Vic's like, oh, you fucking used me again. I fucking hate you. And she's like, ha, 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 you fucking bald bitch doing <laughs> my work again. But really, I mean, I'm not putting this on Vic because he wanted nothing to do with this at any point. Claudette made them do this. I hear you. He didn't want any part of this case. No. It's Claudette that keeps getting fooled by this girl. Um, this is, we get a scene where Dutch and Claudette have like a heart to heart. And this is where he's like, I saw your, saw the pig pen you live in. <laughs> it's like, and I had to break your, your, you know, your window on the door and come in. She's like, you had to. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, I'll just, you know, I just need, I'm just tired. And he's like, well, I hired you a maid. Yeah. I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. Look at Dutch. Make sure that she's there. Yep. Yeah, they, they really are. You can tell that these two actually like each other. Yeah. Unlike, uh, you know, Danny and Julius, they keep trying to be like, oh, yeah, they're friends. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. <laughs> they don't like each other at all. No. <laughs> Hell no. But we do find out in this scene, they mentioned James again, finally. Apparently, James is gone. I don't know. They must have broke up at some point. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So Vic goes over to Danny's again. Uh, he's like, oh, hey, let's just go to an arbitrator. And she's like, all right, let's just do that. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll give you some visitation rights, but, you know, I get sole custody and that kind of stuff. He's like, fine, good enough for me. Yeah. But she just packs up and she's clearly planning to leave town. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's just packing. She's moving. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember if she actually leaves and this is the end of her or what. Or she's just planning on getting out of town for 10 days till Vic's gone. But, I mean, he's not. He's just off the police force. Right. He's, he's out of his apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because, I mean, Claudette was kidding. Like, they, when Claudette and Danny were talking, she was like, oh, you know, yeah, take some time or whatever. But it seemed like she was coming back. Yeah. I don't know. I hear you. Otherwise, it's weird that she just got this new job as Claudette's right hand, and they immediately get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that, too. I was like, wow, like what a weird story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's out of here. Um, so finally, we get a scene at the end with Shane. He He's just hanging out inside a two-man's apartment now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shane's like, well, I can arrest you for killing that hooker, or... I got a job for you to do. Yeah. And he's like, what kind of job? He's like, oh, I need you to kill somebody. He's like, who? And he's like, how's that jaw feeling? Yeah, how's your jaw feel? Uh-oh. He's dun, dun, dun. On Ronnie. Going after the low-hanging fruit that is Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. That's where we end. Yeah, good cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, it's set up for the next episode, but I don't know. This episode had some had some problems for sure. Oh, there's problems. That's why <laughs> yeah. like I'm saying I want eight out of ten. It's it's solid, but it's not fantastic. Yeah, agree. I liked it though. It's definitely some good stuff. They brought back some old characters, which they're doing a lot this season, which I like. Yeah. Uh, touching base with some of these people we haven't seen in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do some uh, some best quotes. All right. Let's see. Go ahead. 
I gotta open this thing up. Uh, let's see. When uh, when Vic comes back and he's talking to Ronnie about what happened with the with Ice and the box and everything, he's like, "Yeah, it was another Mexican donkey show, and Acevedo had me playing the reluctant virgin." <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um, so when Vic and Shane go to see Cappuccino at the hotel, mm-hmm. he Vic says. You help us find Bombay, and we'll sponsor you for the Rotary Club. And then she says, "Baby, I don't do anal." <laughs> and I was like, yep, I, "I had that one as well." I don't know what that means. <laughs> that reminded me of uh, Dave's of Thunder. The whole uh, like jacuzzi thoughts where uh, remember jacuzzi people was like, "I want you know Yankee shortstop Paul O'Neill to dial me like a rotary phone." <laughs> <laughs> I like jacuzzi thoughts. I haven't heard them in a long time. So I don't oh, know. that's so good. remember them, though. <laughs> oh, jacuzzi thoughts, New York. That was a great one. About 9-11? Yeah. Rest in peace, Muhammad Ada. Oh, my God. Dave's of Thunder, another fantastic podcast. If you've never heard of it, check it out. Hell, yeah. Uh, Vic, he's just ripping on Fair like every time they have any kind of interaction, and she's just like, "Oh, did something bad happen with us? I don't remember." He's like, "You don't remember whose cock you gagged on this morning either." Yeah, <laughs> he does say that, and then he, yeah. and then later on, um, when he goes and he's talking to uh, Cruz Pezuela about. Uh, you're going to get raided later. And, mm, and yes. He's all impressed. Cruz is like, oh, look at you. You got you got you got federal reach and shit. A local cop, a local cop with federal reach. And, and Vic's like, well, when you're a grower, not a shower, it helps to have a deep throat with no gag reflex. <laughs> There's two it. cock gags in this fucking episode. Yeah. We got a theme going. And an anal. <laughs> so good. Holy fuck, this girl. And uh, then I think when when Vic is talking to, I think, Julian, they're talking about Farah, and uh, he's just like, I've already been down the road with this slut. Her mouth's only good for two things, and one of them's lying through her teeth. Early on, when Shane and Vic meet at the crime scene with with the dead hooker, Shane's like, what is it with you and whores? (laughs) Vic's like, just trying to keep them from tempting you. Yeah, that's so a good one. Playful banter. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, do I have anything else? I like uh, when uh, Dutch is asking Vic about what what's up with him and Lester. Like, I saw it looked like you guys had history. And Vic's just like, good eye. You should be a detective. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, good ob. I think he says good ob. Oh, yeah. According to the the Hulu uh, close captioning, <laughs> uh, I don't think I have any other quotes. Um, yeah, I don't think I do either. I think we hit them all. How your jaw feel? <laughs> uh, okay, we got the Kristen Bell Best Guest Star Award for the best guest star of the episode. I went with Farrah the Hooker. Hell yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> as you like to call her. Yes, yep. she was she was great. Yes, yeah, she, we uh, they, Spider-Man back in the day. 
Yeah, they uh, they put a bunch of makeup on her, and she looks pretty fucked up in this episode. Yeah, she looks like a crack whore. Yeah. She is very crack whored out. Yeah. Years have not been kind. The only thing worse than a crack whore is an assistant crack whore. Yeah. (laughs) I love the way Norm would say crack whore. Yeah. It was the greatest thing in the fucking world. Oh, fucking Norm. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah we i figured you probably had her too but yeah she she played uh peter parker toby Maguire's neighbor in spider-man two and three is yeah. it two and three or one and two definitely two i don't remember if she was in three or not i think she pops up in three okay i can see that yeah yeah Definitely one, I think he was still living at home with Aunt May, but by two, he was kind of out in the apartment. Yeah, like he had that Russian landlord, and he, the landlord, she was the landlord's daughter. Yeah. And I think she was into Peter, but, you know, he was into Mary Jane. Yep. So. All, right. All right, MVP, this is, uh, this was tough. I didn't really have an obvious one in this one. I didn't either. I went with Vic just because he drives, like, the major story lines mm-hmm. in this episode yeah i i went the same way i went with vic mostly because most of the good lines we talked about were vic yeah so like all right he he definitely earned his keep on that alone so yeah it's <laughs> not one of those he, you're not going to be like oh vic was a super bad at like no it's just like he's just he's there the whole time yeah. oh man he was so badass we got fired yeah <laughs> yeah Talked about Lee for 27 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we should mention there was the part when uh, Corinne was talking to him, and she was just like, like, are you doing this, you know, just to, just because you're a fighter? Or because this is actually what's good for the kid? <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. Cause yeah. I think at that point he was like, huh, I don't know. He's like, no, really think about this. Yeah, you can tell it kind of Because she's kind of like, you know... You already have kids at home you don't fuck around with. <laughs> yeah. You're 14 years to be a part of Cassidy's life. Yeah. <laughs> now she's a whore. You told Ronnie. <laughs> That'd be great if Ronnie came up right then. Hey, how's the whore? Yeah. <laughs> like, How much, man? <laughs> I got some X. Oh, man. All right. Well, the Vendral Cup for the biggest fuck up is our next award here. I don't know. Once again, like, I went with Danny just for fucking, like, <laughs> for being challenging annoying. Vic over to Lee. Yeah, that's never a good idea. No. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I couldn't think of a good fuck up in this one. I uh, I went with Vic for not taking Claudette's deal. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, as we'll find out more next episode, he doesn't even make it the full ten days. So, he should have just fucking taken the deal and got some of his pension. You better, uh, smarter move. You gotta say spoiler alerts. (laughs) Okay, um... Alright, we got the Dumpy Award for the worst part of the episode next here. Uh, I have two things written down. Okay. Well, not two things, two words. Those two words are fuck Lee. That's what I wrote down. And since, you know, we brought it up earlier in the show, fuck that whole, um, that whole scenario with giving Vic 10 days after you just took his pension. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. 
Yeah. Yeah, I also had the Lee stuff. I mean, all that Vic and Danny stuff just wasn't that interesting. But I mean, I guess it is important in a in in a way where like Vic is really losing everything, and they're just kind of showing that like he's losing all of his children. Um, you know, he's losing every Josh, everybody friends. everybody there that likes him is starting to turn on him. So yeah. you know, he doesn't really have a whole lot left. Not too much. Like, he was always the cool guy in, in the barn, but I think people are starting to realize, oh, this guy's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, he is a dick. <laughs> I think we are better off without him. Uh, so I had that as well, and then I had, speaking of that last scene with Vic and Danny, where they're outside, on, like, on the porch, there is a bug that is going to fucking town. Like, the whole scene, it's just... <laughs> where? <laughs> Like hitting the light? Like on the porch or something. You just hear this thing loud as fuck. It's like louder than the dialogue. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even notice the bug. I gotta go <laughs> I gotta go back and watch this bug now. Yeah, I mean, you can't see it, but you'll hear it. You'll hear it making its noise. Huh. It was it was loud as hell. Um let's see what else did I have for this. Uh the just the fact that they kind of brought I'm glad that they brought Farah back. But then they just did, like, the same thing with her again? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, couldn't there have been some kind of a twist? Like, oh, she was telling the truth this time? Or, or she just pushes Vic so far that he kills her or something? Or maybe two-man kills her? Yeah, something. You, you think she talked to the cops? Not just, oh, hey, I fooled you again. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe she, does she come back one more time and Vic fucking murders her, just strangles the life out of her? No, this is it. Shit. Uh, this is the end of it. Son of a bitch. Which, and that leads me to my other thing is, um, she, her whole speech about like, oh man, look, I, I tricked you. I'm walking, talking pussy. You should cut your dick off. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> he was never doing this because you're walking, talking pussy. He yeah. This because his captain made him do it. Yes. He doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah. <laughs> he all. openly hates you. Really hates you. <laughs> so i mean that, that speech just kind of fell on deaf ears to me yeah he was dumb like i feel like they were trying to be some kind of a parallel with him and the whole danny situation like oh see he's getting led around by his dick but the Farah thing was not that at all so it, it just didn't didn't work all right well uh let's do some casting next here casting Who would they be if they weren't on the shield? We're going to start stepping it up casting-wise and do at least two people an episode. Here on out? Yeah. God damn, this takes me longer than watching the fucking episodes. <laughs> so, so we're basically doing every person that's ever been on the shield? That's the plan. Because, you know, we're doing this season, we're doing... You know, people who would who would play these people on a E or Lifetime type behind the scenes movie. So we got to cover people that were on the show in any season, all throughout, not just people that are on season seven. Because who wants who wants to do a movie just about the last season? <laughs> I don't know. So we're gonna we're gonna cover everybody. All right. So who who are we doing today? Uh, let's do Billings and Lem. Oh, okay. All right. All right. 
So let's start with Billings. Good old Steve Billings. Um, <laughs> I just have one name. I don't know right. about you. I got well, I got three names. Oh, nice. Well, All right. Okay. Why don't you start? Uh, the first name I got is Creed Breton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe, I would love that. Yeah, I, you could get him, and I'm not saying they're twins, but he he could pull that off. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> who's your name? See that. Um, we kind of mentioned this during the cartoon characters one, but Dan Castellaneta, the voice of Homer Simpson. Oh, I, I don't know what this guy looks like. Oh, look him up. They look very yeah. similar. And, I mean, let's face it, Billings and Homer Simpson oh, have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Billings there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They have similar lazy yeah. attitudes about their job, so. Oh! <laughs> I feel like that's fitting. Yeah. Um, I got uh, Larry Hankin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Do you know who that is? He played Mr. Heckles on Friends. Friends like, yeah. The, he was, I, I think he was only in one episode, maybe two episodes. But Yeah, I feel I like he was around a couple of times in the in the first season or so. Yeah, he was. He, then he oh, died and like left his stuff to Chandler or something. I yeah. Think. Yeah, he yeah. left somebody on the Friends, yeah. He's been on everything. He was on Breaking Bad. All kind of stuff. Yeah, so I went with him. I love that guy. <laughs> and then, you know, of course I got Billy Zane. Because <laughs> I think Billy Zane can pull off fucking Billings for sure. <laughs> Billings Zane is what they call him. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, Billings Zane. <laughs> All right, so that's Billings. All right, we've done Billings. Yeah. Uh, let's go move on to Lem here. Yeah. Now, there is a clear-cut one-answer person here. Wow. For me, anyways. Okay. I probably don't have it, I'm guessing, because it was not that obvious for me. Oh, okay. Um, So you only got one name again? I got three, I guess, legit names. I don't even have Billy Zane this time. <laughs> oh, you left him off. Yeah. Nice restraint. You have one name? Yes. All right. All right, so I, I'll save the absolute, you know, uh, you know the yeah, the money shot. Yeah, the money one to the end. So then the first name I got is Anthony Michael Hall. Ooh, okay. I could see it at this. I point. I can see like, that he definitely Anthony did bulk Michael. up eventually. Yeah, I mean Anthony Michael Hall's not scrawny anymore. He's big. No. I'm not saying he's ripped, but he's not. He's not Mike Dell either. <laughs> that is true. Um, I mean, he's got that weathered look. Like, uh, Lem has a weathered look to his face. Like, he does, he's yeah. He's been around the block a little bit. Yes, very leathery. Yes, he's very been leathery. A lot, been in the sun a lot. Yeah. All right, so who's your name? Uh, the one I went with, the only one I could really think of was, uh, we're not going to get Chris Hemsworth, but we can get his brother, Liam Hemsworth. Oh, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. They've oh. tried many times to make that guy a star, and it never worked out. But yeah. he could do this. I think he'd be available. Wasn't he going to marry uh, Miley Cyrus, I think? Yeah. yeah. yeah but I, don't, I don't think that's happening now. I think they broke up, and then were back on again, and then broke up again. <laughs> yeah. Something like know. that. All right. Liam Hemsworth. All right. Yeah. I can see it. Uh, all right. Next name on my list. Getting back to that weathered face look. <laughs> if this man, can, not necessarily an actor, but if he can do it in an American accent, I went with Gordon Ramsay. 
<laughs> yes. They both have I that. I wasn't even thinking celebrity chefs, but they do look a lot alike. They they kind of look alike, you know. Similar so. hairstyles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. All right. That would be so good. <laughs> you I always wanted to donkey. I wanted to do the accent. Like as soon as he's like not playing Lem, he's just British now. Even though Kenny Johnson wasn't British. Oh yeah. yeah. I just wanted to do that now. Yeah. That would make this movie excellent. <clears throat> and the last name on my list, this is the first person I thought of. This is the person I've always thought Lem was. Okay. William Zabka. Oh yeah, you're so right. Yeah, Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. I didn't even think of that, but a hundred percent, that is the answer. Yeah, I, I think so. I always yes. think of him as fucking John Lawrence. Oh my God, yes, yes, I should have thought of that. That is perfect. Yeah. So yeah, those are my. I don't know why I thought you were good. When you said William, I'm like William Hung. <laughs> I don't see that at all. She bang, she bang. <laughs> yeah, well he goes on by like he was Billy Zapka back in that, those days, but he he goes by William Zapka now. Yeah, he's a grown man. Yeah. He can't be a grown man named Billy. <laughs> he had a Billy beard. <laughs> the man had a beard. <laughs> Do you know what movie that's from? Um, Beer, six pounds, seven ounce, baby Jesus, with your little <laughs> hands all balled up in a fist. Is that Talladega Nights? Yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the the dinner scene that that's one of the best scenes ever. <laughs> yep. Where they're eating like Domino's and Kentucky Fried Chicken, McDonald's. They got nothing but junk on the table, and it's pretty hilarious. That looks like my table. <laughs> yep. I will come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, I love I love that. That whole, uh, that whole scene is amazing. Yeah, well, anyways. That that's the shield episode seven from season seven. Yep, we're uh, we're inching closer to the end here. Yeah, stuff's about to get real. Yeah, but before this we is go, real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we go, uh, Mackie's Clubhouse at Yahoo, and you got to sing Spider Man one more time. <laughs> I can't. All right, I only get paid for one performance a night. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> It'll be on on wax for all of time though. There you go. <laughs> all right, we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. Till then, bye motherfuckers. Bye.